Bethany Harris, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's pod episode. We're going to be moving into the new series about prayer, and I am so excited to be able to share some tips, some tools with you, as well as a different perspective of prayer. You know, thank you once again for allowing me to be your friend, your sister in Christ, as well as your mentor as we move forward together, strengthening our relationship with the Lord, as well as advancing our prayer life to the next level. Get your notebooks ready because you're not going to want to miss anything. Hey, hey, welcome back to this week's episode. I don't know if all of you who are listening are from Texas, but it is hot out there. I have started spending more time outside, and now that it's starting to roll into summer, I am going to have to figure out either I'm going to have to get up earlier or I'm going to have to stay up later so that I can enjoy uh, the outside a little bit longer because it is just too hot. Uh, We are rolling already into our series of prayer. This is going to be the second episode of this series. Uh, Last week, I touched base about what is prayer, the different types of prayer, and the ACTS method, which I'm going to talk about a little bit um, today. So if you are just joining us and you didn't get to hear last week's episode, you'll hear a little bit about uh, what I talked about last week, which is good. We always need a refresher. We always need uh, you know, sometimes when we revisit things, we see it in a different perspective. And I love that. The same thing with scripture. When you read it, even though you might've read it time and time again, reading it one more time, you, the spirit may show, show you something in a different aspect. Uh, so today we're going to be touching on a subject that a lot of people maybe like to tiptoe around or sweep under a rug and just not associate with it. But we're going to talk about uh, the importance it is for praying for our enemies. Uh, This is definitely a hard one for me. Uh, This is one that I've struggled with for a long time. But as my maturity with my relationship with Christ Um, has progressed. It has gotten a lot easier and I'm able to be obedient. And from that, I'm seeing a change in a lot of those relationships. And I understand that people struggle with this. I understand that uh, there's a lot of us out there that like to be people pleasers and things like that. But each time that we go through this and God is showing us like, hey, you need to pray for this person. Or I know that you're feeling some type of way, but I want you to pray for them instead of Um, you know, speaking to them in ill form or saying things behind their back or things like that. And whenever you fall into full obedience in this matter, God is going to shift your perspective of the person, of the situation. And it's going to be an amazing thing, transformation that you're going to get to see right before your eyes. And you're going to have a helping hand in it because you're going to be the one presenting these prayers to the Lord. And so, Last week, I had talked about prayer and what prayer is and the different types of prayer and this simple method that I sometimes use as a reference because references are always good, especially if you're stuck, if you feel like you're in a drought and you just need like something to get you through or to restart you. And it's the ACTS method, A-C-T-S. And so this is a tool that I like to use every now and then and the uh, a, I'll spit it out in a minute. The A stands for adoration, and that's just to give God praise for who He is. The C is confession, and just admitting our sins and our wrongdoings and acknowledging that uh, through prayer. The uh, 
T is for thanksgiving in all circumstances, in all of our prayers. We need to somewhere in there give God thanks for all that he's doing for us, all the things he's going to do for us, that he has done for us. And the S is supplication, asking God for help. We can't do life alone. That's why we need him. We need to go to him and not um, be fearful to ask him for things or ask him for guidance or to remove things from our life or and especially with with this subject, praying for your enemies, you have to go to him and ask him, Lord, I need your help. Help me see this in a different perspective. Help me help this person. How can I help this person? How can I be more like you to this person? And so our struggle really starts here is praying just simple, just as it is called, you know, praying for our enemies and praying for our enemies is not against flesh and blood, but it's against spiritual wickedness. Uh, you know, spiritually clearing, uh, I'm pretty sure, I want to say that that is in Ephesians 6. I could be totally wrong, but I want to say that's where it's at because I just read through Ephesians a couple days ago. And so you can you can go back and read that. And again, that's that we... The enemy is not against flesh and blood, but it's against spiritual wickedness. And I'm pretty sure that is in Ephesians 6. If not, I apologize. I'm not perfect. Like I said, I read it a couple days ago. I've been doing this 30-day Bible shred, and I am in my last couple days, and I am trying to push through. It has been intense, but it's been amazing. God has revealed some beautiful things to me (laughs) over the past 30 days, and I'm just excited for the next chapter and what's to come. But God wants us to be able to pray for one another. He wants us to be able to go to one another in all circumstances. And with that, we have to trust that when we take our prayers and our requests to him, like I talked about in that supplication, is that he's going to answer them. He's going to take our prayers Uh, whatever the circumstances is, and he's going to handle it. And we have to trust him. He's going to guide us. He's going to provide for us each and every time. And that is by our faith that we are trusting that. And sometimes, to be honest, just to be real and transparent, for me, I know this is hard for me, that pride, asking for prayers for me has been hard. Like, And I've talked about that on the pod. That's something that I struggle with, but it's important. But Sometimes even when we're praying for our enemies or we need to pray, we let our own pride get in the way of releasing things over to God just like this. If we know that we need to release this person or this situation over to God, sometimes we want to kind of hold a little bit of it and handle it and we can't do that. When we do that, there's a couple things that we could be doing. We could be blocking a potential Jesus moment in that circumstance with that person. We could be blocking an encounter a Jesus encounter, or even an opportunity for a blessing to happen. So we don't want to do any, we don't want to do anything that's going to cause us to block any of those because where God guides, he provides. I am full effect in that. Whether it is head on into the enemy territories, uh, whatever the case may be, I feel that if your armor is secure, he's going to equip you. He is going to call on you and he's going to give you the right words, the actions and everything that you need to do to handle that situation. Um, I do have, a, I would say, quite a bit of scripture to share with y'all, uh, but it's going to be good. It's all going to tie in. And really with these episodes that I'm, being ta- I'm going to be talking about prayer, I want you to 
listen to them. I want you to take notes. And then I want you to take a couple minutes after the pod or in your quiet time or whatever it may be. And just reflect on the scriptures that I'm sharing, reflect on maybe some of the questions, because today I'm going to have a specific challenge and then some bonus material for you guys to download off of the website. Uh, But the first set of scriptures we're going to be in is going to be 1 Peter 3, 9 through 12. And it says, do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. You can underline that (laughs) because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. When we bless, I've talked about if you uh, listened to my sermon a couple months ago uh, about don't let your roots rot. I talked about how uh, my papa Frank told me that blessings is always a three part. You get blessed, you're blessing somebody and you're blessing the father. So you're doing all of these things to And eventually the father is going to wrap back around a blessing for you. And that's kind of what this is saying. And so for whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So this scripture is saying a couple things. Four things I wrote down here on a sticky note. Number one, it's saying control your tongue. The the tongue is a powerful thing. Our pastor says that our tongue is a dipstick to our heart. So we have to be careful on what we say, how we say it, who we say what to. Number two, control your face. I know that is so hard, but sometimes... We allow our emotions to reside on our face. I am so guilty of it. And it is something that I am trying to work on (laughs) because we can all be better. The third thing is do not repay evil for evil. Meaning that if somebody um, says negative things about you, that doesn't give you the green card to go ahead and the go to go ahead and speak evil about them. We cannot, like scripture says here, we cannot repay evil for evil. And the most important thing that I pulled from this is number four, withstand gossip or telling lies about anybody. You have got to. That is tough for women sometimes. And to be honest, I've gotten caught up in that. But it's just being able to allow that Holy Spirit to come upon me and to close my mouth and to give me conviction when needed and me be attentive to it. And I hope that if you're listening out there, maybe you have felt that. Maybe you've started to say something or thought about sharing something with somebody and the Holy Spirit was like, no, 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 no. We're not going to do that. You're done. As my daughter says, like, you're not going to do that. Nope. But (laughs) the all around thing that this scripture is saying is right there in the scripture, it says they must seek peace and pursue it. Seek peace and pursue it. Write that out. Write it in bold letters. Underline it. Seek peace and pursue it. Meaning that we have to strive for it. We have to grasp it. We have to cling to that peace and we have to run with it. Not saying anything, controlling your face emotions, you know, doing good no matter the bad that is thrown at you, not speaking ill or vain and about somebody or to someone, and it will save you a lot of strife. It will save you a lot of heartache, a lot of turmoil, and in return, the victory is peace. You're going to get peace over all of those things. 
we are in control of our own peace. So if you lose your peace or if we lose our peace because we're in this together, that's on us. And if we allow it to leave our spirit and to fall away from us, that's on us. And all through scripture, you've seen it, you've read it, repeated that we are to love our enemies. And this is where I'm going to give you some scripture. Uh, Matthew 5, 43 through 45. um, It says, you have heard that it is said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. Second set of scripture, Luke 6, 27 through 28. But I tell you who hear me, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. That's a tough one. I wrote that one out and I actually journaled like a whole page and a half on just that one scripture on how it made me feel, how I needed to do better, Uh, you know, apologizing to the Lord for not, uh, you know, doing good to those who have said things about me or whatever the case may be. And just that, you know, forgive me and let me do better. Maybe that's something that you need to do. Maybe one of these three scriptures I just shared is something that is speaking to you and it's something that you needed to hear. Go back, process it, journal it, look at it up from different um, versions. The message version is always really good. Uh, But you have to think too, by reading these, this is Jesus, like he himself had enemies. He's the one who told us to love and pray for our enemies. And, you know, in reality, when you step back and think of it, he demonstrated the ultimate gift of love and the forgiveness of his enemies while hanging on the cross through the crucifixion. You know, he said the simple words of father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. So just real quick, funny side story to that. I guess you could say funny, but because I know how important that was when Jesus said that father, forgive them for they do not know what they're doing. Anytime that I know that I am about to go into a situation or a group and I know that there are arrows targeted at me or whatever the circumstances may be, I literally say those same words. Uh, my husband, if he hears me say, he says, oh, Lord, here we go again. <laughs> but he knows that so that's what I have to do to kind of just prepare my spirit, you know, and it's not so much, you know, for them as it is for me, if that makes any sense. And there's been even it, and it's there is a certain there is a, a thing called church hurt. It was something I I wrote down here on a note, but I didn't want to talk about it. But now kind of in the moment, there is a certain thing called church hurt. And I might have to do a whole, you know, pod episode on that. But unfortunately, you do get hurt within the church. But at the same time, you can pray for those situations. You can pray for those people and allow God to shift your perspective, shift their heart, see it from a different aspect. And that has happened to me, especially being in ministry. Ministry, whenever you put two feet in, your life is in a fishbowl. If you are in ministry and you are all in and you are serving everywhere you can and 
and you are making those connections and doing all of these things, you have eyes looking at you all the time. It is a lot of pressure at times. But I do, at the end of the day, realize, like, I am only human. I make mistakes. I slip up. I fall. But I know where I'm going. I know that I am two feet in, and I'm doing the very best that I can do. And if you out there who is listening, and if you're in ministry or you're thinking of stepping into ministry, I'm sure you can relate because ministry is living in a fishbowl. And I never understood that until I started full-time ministry and all of these situations happening and the enemy trying to throw their fiery, his fiery ammos at me. And, you know, there has been some down points this past year and I've, I know it's only May, but really this year already, I've had some, some downtime and I've had some times that I've really questioned like, God, is this what I'm supposed to do? Like, you know, this is happening or, you know, someone said this and then he's had to redirect me. And I did a fast not too long ago. And in that fast, he was like, I'm about to remove some people from you. I'm about to replace people for you. And this is why. And then he's, and then he told me a couple other things and uh, things that I, you know, I was just in shock about. And I shared with my husband, he was like, that is so good. Like that is so good. But, and, and that'll be, I'll share that eventually once that's the right time comes, but you have to think that we've all been betrayed. We've all been talked about. We've all, and we've done it too. We, on the flip side, we've talked about people. We've gossiped. We've done that because it happens, but this is where we have to get realigned and read these scriptures and readjust our tongue, our heart, our eyes. Everything has to be focused back on the cross. And we have to go forward in transitioning our tongue, transitioning our heart, um, being more aware of circumstances and, and, and things and the people that we hang around. Like, and I keep going back to Judas and how he sat at the table with Jesus and how Jesus still washed his feet uh went knowing that he was gonna betray him he did it to peter too he knew that peter was gonna deny him but still he washed his feet and that's something that one of my sisters always tells me she's like you still have to wash their feet you still have to wash their feet and it's true you still have to love them you still have to even if you know when I think I did a pod uh, a couple months ago about the table, about the ones that are sitting at your table are not always in your corner. And that's okay. That's okay. They're not always rooting for you. That's all right. Because God will give you that discernment and he will give you, let you know, um, you know, who you can share a little bit with, who you can ask for your back accountability partners and, and back and forth and so on. And, um, Moving on, because I'm telling you, I could go on about church hurt for hours on end and just not even so much talking, you know, or downing the situations that I have been in. But I have learned and I have grown so much through that, that I'm actually I'm, I'm grateful for it because it's revealed so many things to me and it's brought me new relationships. It's brought me relationships uh, that I already had and made them stronger. So you know what? I'm okay with it. But uh, moving on, I do have a question. Like, how can we be more like Jesus? Here he was, like I was talking about how he made the ultimate sacrifice uh, 
through the crucifixion on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. How can we be more like him? Romans 12, 17 through 21 says, If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heat burning coals on... Yes, in doing this, you will heat burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. So again, don't do evil for evil. Do good even to those who are evil who are evil against you. And I'm not saying repay evil for evil. You have to love one another. You have to be kind no matter what. I feel like I tell my teenagers that all the time. You have to be kind no matter what. Be a kind human. Be a good human. You know, do things even when you don't want to because it's the right thing to do. Show God's love not just by our, your words, you know, to your enemies, but through your actions. Do something, do something radical so that will blow their mind being like, wow, why is, why are they doing that for me? Well, because of Jesus, honey. That's why we're doing it. So I do have a challenge for the next 30 days. I want you to go into prayer daily, whatever time you go into prayer. I want you, and this is not to convict anybody or to point fingers or to say anything, but I want you to think of that one person who you feel is your enemy right now. Pray for them. Write their name down right now. I don't want you to think about it and think, oh, well, it could be this person or it could be this person. No. Write their name down right now. And for the next 30 days, you're going to pray for that person. But you're not going to just pray for them and your situation and your relationship. You're going to pray blessings over them. You're going to pray that they have prosperity, that they get freedom from whatever bondage that may be holding them down. You're going to pray for God's light to shine through them, to them. You're going to pray that God is able to use you to minister to them in whatever way. And after 30 days, I want you to sit down and I want you to journal the difference that you have in your heart over that particular person. And if you go to my website at unleashedfaith.com and you click store and you hit downloads, there is a free download that you can download and it's a printable, it's a PDF. You can save it on your computer or you can print it out. Uh, And every day you can color in or you can cross out a little heart that you've prayed for that person, whoever it may be. Maybe it's a circumstance, whatever it may be. So that is unleashedfaith.com. Go to store downloads and it says 30 day, uh, I want to say free 30 day pray for your enemies, I believe is what I have it on. And I will do my best to post it on uh, the platforms as well. But um, doing this 30 day praying for your enemy, it's something that I've done. I've done it multiple times and God every time has done something amazing out of it. He has shown me uh, so many things. He has brought me closer to actually one of them. Uh, I've been able to let go of one. And it's just crazy how God reveals things to us whenever we surrender in prayer and that we actually, we, we take his words and we trust him and we apply it to our prayer life and then allow him to 
um, take it and do what he needs to do with it. And so many things have brought been brought to light, um, things that I know how I can handle going forward. So I am being positive about this for you. I want you to really do this. I want to know in 30 days from whenever you start it, how you feel about that person. How do you feel over that situation? And another thing, I, I, I'm i telling you, I just did this Bible shred, so I just read through so many books, but uh, another thing I want to leave you guys with that if you go through Colossians, you can read uh, chapters 1, 2, and 3 and read about how you can pray for your enemies, how you can pray for those who hurt you. Uh, you can pray that they will get rid of the wickedness that is upon them, uh, that they will be filled with the Holy Spirit. There's so many things in that you can read through Colossians that will help you with this challenge and this uh, particular topic. And I want you to, again, pray for your relationship to be changed if it is over a particular person and not a um, circumstance. Um, this was a tough, tough, tough pod to uh, pull together and try to get the right scriptures in place. And I struggled with it for a little bit, but whenever going back to real quick to uh first peter 3 9 through 12 that whole seek peace and pursue it when i read that i was like i know which direction i'm going in because at the end of praying for your enemies and restoring relationships you want peace that's the victory in it all and i'm praying for you guys out there who are listening that that you receive that that you truly have peace over whatever circumstance and the person in the relationship that you're going to be praying for make sure that you guys are liking and subscribing to the facebook page so that it shows up on your news feed because if not you're going to miss some content uh, the YouTube page is up and going. It is Unleashed Faith. Uh, the website has all of that information if you want to go on there at unleashedfaith.com. Make sure if you got time to whatever platform you're listening to the pod on, uh, do a review. Give me a star. Let me know how it's going. If there's a topic uh, regarding prayer that you want to hear on the series, shoot me an email. Uh, I would love to... Um, know what you guys want to hear. I do can let you know that I do have fasting coming up. I have, uh, with it being mental health awareness in the month, I do have some things that I will be talking about to praying against certain things. And then also praying against, um, when you're going through spiritual warfare, because unfortunately that's something that some of us have been through, gone through, or going to go through it. But, um, you guys, are amazing. Thank you so much for coming back to the pod week after week. Be blessed and stay focused.